Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is How to Perform a Very Thorough Full Apartment Building Inspection. When you purchase a commercial size apartment building, five units and greater, you're going to have to perform a full property inspection. And it's much like the same inspection that you would do when you purchase a home, except in this case, it is 10 times more important to capture the potential landmines, and landminers are designed to kill you and maim you, right, in war. Well, the same applies when you do an inspection on an apartment building. So these landmines can take you out, okay? And on the other side, these are these the smaller issues, but just important. These what I call the, the bullets you must dodge. And bullets designed to stop you and, and uh, injure you. Well, there's a lot of little things that a beginner can't capture you know, or can't avoid because they're a beginner. So what I want to do is share with you how to perform a very thorough full apartment building inspection. All right, so let's get started. What I want to start off with is... What are the potential landmines to avoid? Some of the landmines to avoid are the roof. Is the roof old? Roofs are very expensive. So these items that I'm going through here, these are big ticket items. If you were to miss one of these, it could derail your investment. Secondly, plumbing. If the plumbing is antiquated, you're going to have leaks galore. And repairing plumbing inside the walls, under the ground, is very, very expensive. Uh, number three, electrical. We all know how important electrical is. And if the electrical is outdated, you may have to replace it not on the home, but on this entire building from the ground floor to the top. We're talking big dollars here if you miss that. A landmine indeed. Number four is the furnaces. Are the furnaces on their last leg? You know, for example, let's say you have a small eight unit apartment building. To replace that furnace that heats those units, we're talking $12,000 just to replace that furnace. Imagine doing it on a 20, 30, or 100 unit property. What that will cost if you miss it. Again, potential landmine. And lastly, um, foundation. If the foundation is starting to crumble, that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair. It may not be repairable. So those are the potential landmines that you must spot, you must uh, avoid when purchasing your commercial size apartment building. Now, let me share with you on the second side, these are some of the potential bullets to dodge, right? I call these bullets. Bullets are designed to stop you and injure you. These can surely stop you and injure you if you don't catch them, right? So most beginners don't know this. This is what we teach our students to catch these things. And by the way, when our students do a, a full product inspection, it comes to us and we go through each line item with them to make sure that we catch as much as we can. All right, mold, right? Some of you are thinking, oh, mold's a deal killer. No, it's not. The bathroom mold, the green mold, it's not as bad as you think. It's the certain types of mold that can derail you, okay? So these are some of the bullets you have to know. Uh, code violations. Let's say the property owner has a bad relationship with the city and there's lots of code violations on the city. He's not fixing loose stairways, uh, stairwells, uh, missing banisters, you know, all different types of things on the properties. If he's not fixing them, you know, how do you get around that? What's the cost of that? Are these deal killers? Okay. 
Um, zoning infractions. This is huge. Most beginners have no clue what a zoning infraction is. Let's say you want to purchase this six unit property. I'll start with a small property. And then on the bottom unit, it was not built with permits or, or this area isn't zoned for residential, okay, for an apartment dwelling. Well, the city can come in and have you remove everything and they'll come and check. So this is now converted to the basement no longer being used as an income producing dwelling that can hurt your numbers and then you can no longer use it after you purchase it. So these are the type of things you have to discover during your inspection. Next is the Zenco or Federal Pacific electrical panels. A beginner will have no clue what that is. Well, the Zenco panels and the Federal Pacific panels catch on fire and uh, there's uh, class action lawsuits, there's lawsuits galore all over but they were pretty prevalent in areas of the United States where they, they uh, were using a quite a few apartment buildings which caught on fire, right? So, uh, uh, and these buildings, uh, some of them haven't caught on fire yet, right? So uh, things like that. Moisture, this one is huge. Water is very intrusive. And if you're not able to spot certain things on the ceiling, floor, baseboard, or even in the outside parking lot, there's moisture and these water leaks this damage awaiting to happen. We're talking big bucks. So these are the landmines and these are the bullets to dodge. And what I want to share with you next is I want to go over with you uh, why we need to do the inspection and actually how to do it. All right, let's start right here with the question, why perform an inspection? I have three main reasons. Number one is you need to know what's wrong with the property, right? Makes sense. Think of your property inspection as when you go to the doctor on an annual basis and they do a full physical, where you're going to find out what's right with your body and what's wrong with your body so you can work on what's not right. Same thing with your property, okay? You need to know. Number two, doing a full property inspection would set you up to renegotiate the deal based upon your findings. Once you have your inspection done, you're going to go back to the seller and do your best to renegotiate the terms into a better deal. Or if you can't, the inspection report allows you to remove the emotions from the deal. And if you can't get it the way you want it, you're going to cancel the deal. So very important, this number two. Number three is doing an inspection. It is your responsibility as an investor to do one. Okay. And to being a good steward over your money or over someone else's money, such as your investor money. So you have to perform an inspection. It's the responsible thing to do. And if you are considered a good steward of your money or someone else's, it must be done. Those are three main reasons. What I'll jump into next is the two types of inspections to do. There are two types of property inspections you have to do. The first type is a pre-site inspection that I'll go over in a second. And then you have the full-blown uh, professional property inspection that I'll talk about secondly. So in this um, one or two minutes here, I'm going to discuss with you what the pre-site inspection looks like and what you should do exactly. So this is the pre-site inspection. And guess what? It's free. It doesn't cost you any money to do this part. And this part is so critical in determining do you move forward or do you pass on the deal? So the first thing you're going to do, very simple, right? You're going to Google the address, right? And you're going to check for noise. You're going to check are you close to the train tracks and that will be undesirable? Are you close to a landfill where it can get smelly and people just won't rent there? 
Is it close to a cemetery where people are scared to live there? Do you see where I'm going? And also, too, how far away are you from transportation and downtown and shopping and restaurants? There's a website you can go here called uh, walkscore.com. You enter the address. It will uh, produce a score for you uh, how far you're away from the buses, ma major transportation, shopping, things like that, right? So very important. So do a walk score, and you'll see. It's a pretty cool website. So Google the address, number one. Number two, check crime. Okay, you can go to a website called spotcrime.com. But guess what? I say this with some reservation. And the reason why is some of you are looking for crime-free neighborhoods in the United States. Does not exist, okay? All right, so wherever you are looking for an apartment building, there will be crime. So this is just to make you aware of what type of crime is in the neighborhood. That's all. Number three is to drive by yourself. The first thing we'll look for when you, when you drive by is curb appeal of the property, but also the neighboring property. And I also like to do what we call the daughter test. What the daughter test is, imagine your daughter turning 18 years old and she's looking for her first apartment building. And on a Saturday afternoon, you jump in the car with your daughter and you go around looking for apartments for her to live in. If you drive up to an apartment complex, you're going to have an immediate impression of what it looks like and what it feels like. So if you feel safe as a parent, your daughter living there, that's a, that's a good that's a good sign. It's a good feeling. But if you drive up to a place and you go, oh no, no way, gonna let my daughter live there, then that's the daughter test. It didn't pass the daughter test. Got it? You probably wouldn't want to uh, buy that place anyway. All right. And then number four is to drive by and consult with a property manager. The key is not the current property manager because. They're not going to tell them themselves, right? So you need to get a third party, a new property manager, to give you a fresh opinion, an unbiased opinion on the property. I call this boots on the ground opinion. So uh, boots on the ground because you don't live there, uh, you don't own anything nearby, so you need a boots on the ground person who are boots on the ground letting you know what's happening in that neighborhood, okay? Are the rents going up? Is there uh, progress in the area? Or is it on the 11 o'clock news every night? You need to know that. You probably don't know that. Their proper manager, who, uh, who's not currently managing it, but manages other properties in the area, would know that. You need to know that. And lastly, it's decision time. It's time to make a decision. Uh, do you move forward or do you pass? So you can do all of this, and it's free. So the next thing I want to do, I'm going to jump into doing uh, the second type of inspection, and that's the full-blown professional property inspection. This is where you're going to go out and you're going to get a professional property inspector where he specializes in inspecting uh, apartment buildings and he will come in and he will look everything from the roof all the way down to the foundation to underground and give him, he'll do a thorough inspection for you. So full-blown inspection. Here are a few tips I'm going to share with you when uh, organizing uh, such an inspection. So number one, I want you to inspect all of the units, not a sampling. So when you go out and you talk with these inspectors to get quotes, let's say it's a 24 unit apartment building, and they will ask you, okay, we can do a sampling, we can do eight or so, uh, we'll charge you this, or we can do all 24 and we charge you this. You want all 24 to be inspected, not just a sampling. And the reason why is if you have just a sampling done, you're gonna miss the one where it's a crack house, that one unit, 
is where the tenant is really, really bad and it, it's just horrible and you're going to miss that one and that one will cost you about $25,000 to fix up after you evict them. You don't want to miss that one. Number two, you need to be present and present. What I mean by that is you need to be present. That means you need to be there at the inspection. You do not let the professional inspector go in by himself and give a report. No, no, no. None of that. Uh, too much money involved here. You need to be there, present. And what I mean by the second part is present means I need all of your intention there. For those hours that you're there, you need to be present there. No distractions. Let me give a quick example. I had an inspector come up with us and uh, he wanted to see the inspection done. He said he'll help out. Great. Come on over and help us out. Well, guess what? He was on his cell phone from the morning until lunch. I pulled him aside and said, you know what? If you want to use your cell phone, if you want to text everybody, go sit in your car. We don't need your help. Your money and our money is at risk. We need your eyes on the property and not on your cell phone. So if you're not able to be present, uh, you're useless. Okay. This is a very, very important thing to do on this property. You can miss something and it could have cost tens of thousands of dollars to fix because you were texting somebody. Got it? Okay. That's how important it is. Number three, your property manager needs to be with you. You need someone who's a local to the area, someone who's familiar with the operations of, a, of an apartment complex, looking at it from that perspective. You're looking at it from an investment perspective. Your proper manager is looking at it from an operational perspective. You need that second pair of eyes. So have your proper manager there. All right. Uh, fourthly, if need be, bring a roofer, bring an electrician, bring a, bring a plumber. If you look at the property, you can tell the roof is tattered. You might as well bring a roofer over. They're going to have to come back uh, regardless. So why not have them there to give you everything up front while there's ready access to everything on the property that day? Number five, plan to be there all day for the entire inspection. Now, if you are looking at five units for full property inspection, it will take you a half a day, roughly. If you have 50 units, it can take you two days easily for them to go through all 50 units. And guess what? You should be there uh, for those entire two days to make sure you do not miss something. So next thing I want to do is I want to go over with you what you would actually do during the inspection. All right, here we are uh, doing a full property inspection. As you are walking through with the inspector, your proper managers there, you may have a few professionals there, and uh, this is what they'll look for, okay? Now, in just this particular topic, I can probably do two hours on how to go through all of these. We don't have the time for that. So I just wanna go over with you the basic items that are so important for you to pay attention to. I put the roof as number one. You know what I know why? It's because oftentimes when we do transactions like large apartment buildings, it's the roof replacement or roof repair that's the most expensive. And number two, they're going to take a look at the mechanical systems, the HVAC, the furnace, the ACs. You know, just like, as I mentioned before, you have an eight unit uh, property where there's a furnace in the basement. You know, that's a $12,000 replacement if you don't catch it. So the inspector is going to come in and he'll let you know how much lifetime is remaining or he will have you go get an HVAC professional to tell you that. So those type of things you don't want to miss. Big ticket items. Number three, structural. Okay, so they'll look at the foundation, the balconies, retaining walls, the drainage, all the walls, the crawl space. They're going to give you a report on all that. Again, big ticket item if there's something wrong there. Number four, 
the electrical. So uh, there's so much to do with electrical. I'm going to leave you with two uh, very important things, two very practical things. Number one is, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, in your inspection report, if you're a property inspector, your property inspector will tell you this. If you have Zensco uh, electrical panels or Federal Pacific electrical panels, because those have been known to catch fire across the states since the uh, installation in the 70s. And the other thing is aluminum wiring. Aluminum is a great uh, conductor of electricity, but it gets hot. Sometimes up in a furnace, it can overheat and catch fire. Many insurance companies will charge you exorbitant uh, insurance fees or no insurance at all if you use aluminum as your wiring. Number five, plumbing. Let me just say this. Let's say you have 24 units and you find leaky faucets. One leaky faucet will cost you $100 per month in wasted water. Imagine one unit having a leaky faucet in the bathroom, in the kitchen, and maybe the toilet's leaking. That's $300 per month going down the drain, and that's only one unit. It's really important as they go through and look at the plumbing that they catch all this. All right. And then uh, number um, six, they're going to go through the interior of the building. They'll look inside the units, the living room, the bathroom, the kitchen. They'll go through everything and let you know uh, what the issues are there. Now, lastly... If any of these items here, the roof, mechanical, structural, electrical, plumbing, or interior have any issues, you need to bring in the so-called specialists, the roofers, the mechanical persons, the structural engineers, maybe the electrician. You need to bring them in after the inspection to give you a quote on the cost to fix some of the issues. So let me finish up here and let you know what to do after the inspection. Really important. Uh, after your inspection is concluded, what do you do next? Let's talk about that now. All right. So the number one, the thing you're going to, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to get the report from the inspector. It will take about three days to get it back. It's going to be 40 to 60 pages long. And you need to sit there and read it very thoroughly. And you need to go through it with the inspector on the phone. And then, in my opinion, this is the part where you need a highly experienced person to help you decipher what's important, what's not important. What are the landmines, what are the bullets, and what are some things you just don't care about? As a beginner, you probably can't make that determination. And you have so much money at stake. Most of our students, this is their largest financial investment that they've made so far in their lives. And you really have to make a wise decision here on what to do. Number two is after you got the report and you got some advice from, you, from your highly experienced advisor, uh, go back to the seller and you need to renegotiate the deal. We do that with all of our students. And I bring up, there's no such thing as as is, right? You're dealing with the real estate agent, you're dealing with the seller, and they'll say, Peter, this deal is as is. We say, okay. And then we do our inspection and then we come back to them and they say, remember, this is as is, but you mean to tell me that there's a four uh, foot gaping hole in the roof and I'm not going to ask you to fix it, <laughs> right? So no, just in my opinion, in my world, there's no such thing as as is, okay? We're going to go back and we're going to ask for whatever deficiencies we find in the property to be fixed, okay? Or accredited for price reduction or whatever. And then number three, after the negotiations, it's decision time again where... You're going to go forward or it's a no-go. After the findings, you discover, man, there is so much wrong with this property and the owner's not budging a dollar, so it becomes a no-go. 
And I put a reminder here for you to fall in love with the numbers and not with the property. The reason why I put that here is because at this point, many beginners to get all the way to this point, they have invested dollars and times into the property, you know, before they buy it because this isn't free. And then they figure, man, I, you know, I put all this money in the property. I, I like the way it looks and I don't want to cancel it because I put so much into it already. That's a bad a mental state to be in. Again, I want you to fall in love with the numbers and not with the property. So if it's a no-go because of all the reports, you need to pass on the deal. There are better deals waiting for you on the horizon. And then uh, number four, if it is a go, uh, whatever you agree to uh, with the seller or the agent, you need to get it in writing. And lastly, it's time to close the deal. 